to the Dietitian Values Podcast, a space for conversations that go beyond lip speak, challenge the status quo, and hopefully create a space where we can learn and unlearn in connection and community. Join me, Laura Jean, accredited practicing dietitian, as I brain up my thoughts, chat with insightful guests, and create a space where we'll probably end up with more questions than answers, but also a space for encouraging and inspiring accountable action. Let's dive in. I've talked about before, but I want to um, go over them a little bit again in light of kind of what's been happening in the health at every size space and on diet space over the past week. If you have not, um, you're not really sure what I'm talking about, I will put some links in the show notes to some um, experiences of harm that some um, some of the humans in the Hay space have shared around their interactions with um, Lindo Bacon who is one of another member of the Health at Every Size community. Um, so I'll start, preface this uh, episode with saying that I am in complete solidarity with Mikey Lindley and the, the team at ASDA, particularly Veronica, um, who have shared their experiences and um, called out this, what's, what is well, what seems clear to me um, to be a pattern of, of behaviour and a pattern of not taking responsibility. Now, I'm not going to go into the issue in depth because I am not an expert on this and I do not want to speak to some um, to other people's experience. What I did want to speak to today around this are two things that I've been thinking about or two things that have really st- sort of stood out to me um, around this. And the first one is around harm, um, and the concept of do no harm versus do less harm. I've talked about that here before. Um, and I just want to talk a little bit more about that today. And I I suppose I'm raising these is because this is something that's happening currently. Um, it's something that is, I imagine on people's mind and it's something people are thinking about. And I just want to talk to a couple of things around it that may feel, I don't know if helpful is the word, but um, I suppose just wrapping some words around around um, where we're at, and not as as I said, not as a um, any kind of take on like the actual situation that has clearly been discussed. And like I said, I'm in solidarity with the humans who've shared their experiences. <clears throat> so do less harm. So I think a lot of the time, um, particularly as white. Um, and privilege providers, and I will talk mostly to that because that is my experience. Um, and I would not dream of being a voice for um, other groups of people. Is that we, I mean, you know, even the medical profession, particularly, I mean, there's the whole idea of do no harm. And I think when we come to this space that, you know, working with, um, working in the inclusive space of weight inclusivity, health at every size, um, trauma-informed, any of those kind of umbrellas or banners that we might place our work under. <clears throat> if we come at it with the idea of do no harm, often what can happen is when harm occurs by us or other people, we feel stuck. We feel unsure of how to move forward and we feel, you know, like, the words that I've seen talked about are shocked or um, 
some people clearly disbelieving. Um, and I think that part of that comes from, well, what Sonia Renee Taylor calls white supremacy delusion or what we know as white supremacy culture. And part of it's set up by this idea of do no harm, I think. And like I said, this is my opinions on some just where what I've been kind of thinking about in this time. And so when we come to a space of thinking we're not going to do harm, when harm occurs is really like how do you deal with it when you've said you're not going to do it? When we can come to the space thinking do less harm, we can actually create a space to then talk about harm. We can create a space to then, okay, if we're going to do less harm, we can create the opportunity for the next step to that for me, which is, what will we do when harm occurs or, or what will we, how will we approach that? How will we take care of our nervous system? How will we, what will we put in place? You know, having things like a repair process in place. So do less harm. I think if we think about instead of thinking of do no harm, even just changing it to do less harm creates already like a space for us to then consider if harm occurs, then what, um, what does it mean to do less harm? And I think because it's an active, like do no harm is like, you know, if we think about, if we, we think about it to, in relation to the the work that some of us do around working with humans in their relationship to food, it's almost like saying, I won't eat that thing. Or like, you know, it's, it's like a, rest, it's like a restriction. I'm just not going to do it. And often it creates an environment where when it does occur, there's a lot of shame and there's a lot of guilt versus creating a space of compassion and grace for ourselves and others accountability and responsibility absolutely and also a space to recognize that okay we recognize harm will occur where humans interacting with other humans whether that be harm with the humans we work with or whether that be harm with our colleagues or whether that be harm in other ways so if we come from the space of accepting that harm will happen and that we ourselves may be and probably have been the the perpetrators, the, the people who have harmed, it can open up the opportunity to think then, okay, well, what, how do I act into my values when harm's occurred or when I've been, when it's been shared with me that I have done harm? And our initial reaction, our those those supremacy culture values that can come up in us um, will often push us toward being defensive, um, being, you know, um, thinking about the idea of like good and bad, right and wrong, the either or kind of binary, thinking about the right to comfort, like all of these supremacy culture characteristics. And if you're not familiar with their work, um, there's some great, great resources around um really looking at that and really examining those and by um, Tima Oaken and Kenneth Jones and I'll the the new updated website is is I think Tima Oaken's work more um, but I will link to that in the show notes as well which is white supremacy characteristics and I think it's a really good space to pop in because um, I've shared my definition of values before and my definition of values is the characteristics that underlie our attempts to get our needs met and basically most actions that we take as humans are attempts to get our needs met and so what characteristics underlie and when we look at supremacy characteristics we can see where sometimes we act into those or sometimes there's that reflex to act into it 
and what we can create with our own values or by examining that is to create a space where we can ground in our actually own values, in the values that we want to act into, into the world. And so I think the first, a really big pivotal step or pivotal shift for me was just that acceptance of yes, harm happens and acceptance, not as resignation, but acceptance as a starting point of this is reality. When we live in the kind of like false reality, the, del- the delusion that we won't do harm, then it it just creates more of a space for those supremacy characteristics to come up. For those, um, it creates more of a space for us to feel like, oh, I can't say the wrong thing because we feel like we can't do harm. Whereas if we've already expre- um, acknowledged and accepted that we will do harm, not, like I said, as resignation, absolutely as mitigating that as much as possible and creating a process, um, a, a way, um, steps, a system, how, whatever it might be of addressing that in the moment, addressing that inside ourselves. So regulating our own nervous system, making, you know, creating, having tools and strategies to be able to come to these discussions and these interactions, um, you know, with the grounding in our own values. And so that is one of the things I wanted to just, I suppose, riff on like I said this episode is not about me telling anyone what to do or being an expert on anything but just talking through some thoughts or some concepts of ideas that I think could be could feel supportive or could just be something for us to you know plant a seed have a think about so that's one piece and the other one which I've kind of talked to already is the idea of looking at whose values are we showing up is in and again I've talked about that before and I'll link to previous episodes Um, but basically we're exposed to a whole lot of values, you know, from our family of our origin, right up to the current day, cultural values, religious values, community values, professional values, clearly in our, depending where you're raised, for most people listening, we're raised in very dominant power over cultures. So there's the values of those. And it is very easy to act into those. In fact, we're encouraged, influenced, programmed conditioned, whichever word, choose whichever word you like to do that. We are raised to be, you know, um, for those those values, for that those cultural things to live in us, to live through us. And if we are not creating a space within ourselves to question that, to create a space for when they come up, to actually acknowledge them and see them and actually work with them. And um, I was listening to a IG chat that um, Sonia Renee Taylor did um, and I'll link to that in the show notes as well um, around and and they talked to this they were talking specifically about the conflict in the Ukraine um, at the moment between Russia and Ukraine well the the basically the power over dynamic of Russia power over um, in Ukraine but but what they were talking about is that is that we have this opportunity when we act into or speak into whether it's conscious usually it's unconscious you know that um that implicit bias which is just basically supremacy culture values racism that lives inside us um when we when that comes up when that comes out we've got options we can either continue to act into supremacy culture values and be defensive deny you know all of these these characteristics or 
we have the opportunity for it. We have, it can be an opportunity for us to really examine them, what's coming up, to bring compassion, not the shame and the guilt because it's not really constructive in most cases, and to think, okay, well, now what? Now that I see this, now what? What values do I want to act into knowing this? What? How do I want to change this? How do I want to actually address and acknowledge and and work on this this thing that has come up and so I think that that's such a to me it seems logical but it also feels like much more um way to actually you know practice living into our values and I think can it come and it's similar to the idea of accepting that we will do harm accepting that these values and these ideas and these they live in us and again a really big turning point for me or a really big turning point as far as to take action and to make change around um, racism particularly was to acknowledge um, and to actually accept that I am racist that I was raised to be racist that I was by my by my immediate um, influences, but also by the culture and the systems around me. And I have a choice to be anti-racist and that's a choice. No, I don't, and, you know, we can be, again, similar to if we say we, we don't do harm, if we say we're not racist, it doesn't create a cult or a space or an opportunity for us to then examine and do things differently when it comes up, when we act into it. It's almost like we've backed ourselves into a corner to do nothing but deny it and be defensive. If we've said, I'm not racist, if we've said, I will do no harm, and then we do do harm, and then we do act into these racist characteristics and values that are you know, I think inside us all, um, I can't speak to people in other groups within our culture and within our culture and society and within the world, but absolutely from what I've seen within, within white, white people who I am one of, um, and absolutely in myself. Um, and when we can accept that and acknowledge that and that be our starting point, it is a massive shift and it creates the opportunity for us to then make space for that part of ourselves and make space for that not necessarily part of ourselves but make space for that as it comes up and then to choose differently to choose to ground in our own values and to do things differently with the acceptance that that is there too that that is present that that is real um so that's what I wanted to talk about today as I said I do not want to, I'm not trying to position myself as somebody who has answers to solve any large systemic problems, um, but rather offer up just some thoughts um, and something that I've found really helpful on my own process and, and hopefully progress um, in in this space and particularly, which I definitely know there's progress in, in um, creating a way of working and living that that grounds in my own values do I still sometimes act into other values or do I still feel them come up from that kind of like unconscious almost reflexive space absolutely um but the acceptance and acknowledge of that and starting from that point starting from that idea that 
I'm racist, starting from that idea that but I, that I choose to be actively anti-racist, starting from the idea that I will do harm, but I choose to actively resist harm, to actively do less harm. And that, for me, while it might sound kind of contradictory or counterintuitive, it actually opens up the space to ground in my own values. It opens up the space to do less harm. It opens up the space to act into that act into being anti-racist versus it being some kind of like statement of fact. So that is what I wanted to share. I hope that that's helpful. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to reach out and I will chat to you again soon. I hope you're going well and until next time. much for listening i really appreciate you and the time you've given to me if you like what you heard please share it with your dietitian besties and subscribe on your platform of choice want more like this come follow along and continue the combo on instagram where i hang out at dietitian values i'm so grateful for you and the opportunity to connect have a good one catch you next time on the dietitian values podcast the dietitian values podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the nambri and Ngunnawal people i pay my respects to the elders past present and emerging